shine between the lines If you would let yourself go Find some place you know You can use your words, use your hands You can change the world, just pretend Express yourself, take a chance and you'll see Who you'll be It's time to express yourself Where teens talk and the world listens Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. For what TV program will advertisers pay $4 million for 30 seconds? Super Bowl Sunday, of course. Do we need to say any more? Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're Program 5 for and with Save Young People, a platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Young Juan. And I'm Caitlin Darrow. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity. What is the Super Bowl and why are Americans so in love with it? That's the topic of our show today. The Super Bowl actually took place in New Jersey this year, which is where I live, and I can definitely attest to all of the excitement being a local. Everyone was so pumped up for it. Our sports reporter, Hart Main, is with us to give us the nitty-gritty historical background of this big event. He's doing a countdown of the top five Super Bowls of the past ten years. Hi, how are you guys today? Hey, we're Great. doing well. I'm excited to hear what you have to say. Good. So... I did top five of the last decade. Um, I'm only 16, so I really can't remember much past that. Um, we've got some older Super Bowls, some more recent ones, so let's go ahead and get started. So starting at number five, um, from February 2010, we have the New Orleans Saints and the Indianapolis Colts. Um, this game featured Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, two great quarterbacks, both future Hall of Famers, but at halftime, the Colts led 10-6. to The Saints, in one of the more memorable Super Bowls, Super Bowl moments of the past decade, attempted and completed an onside kick to open the half. This turned the tide of the game, and the Saints rolled from there, going on to win 31-17. Number four on my list, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Arizona Cardinals from 2009. As a Steelers fan, this one was memorable for me um, because it's one of their only Super Bowl, Super Bowl victory that I can recall. Um, Steelers came into this game heavy favorites, finishing the regular season with a 12-4 record while the Cardinals snuck into the playoffs at 9-7. The Steelers started out quick, leading 20-7 headed into the fourth, but Arizona stormed back and took the lead with two and a half minutes left. Ben Roethlisberger led the Steelers down the field and hit Antonio Holmes in the back of the end zone with 35 seconds left to give the Steelers their sixth Super Bowl title. Final score, Steelers 27, Cardinals 23. Moving up to number three on my list, one of the older Super Bowls on here from February 2004, the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. The 2004 Super Bowl featured an emerging dynasty and a revived franchise. The Patriots were looking for their second Super Bowl in the last three years, while the Panthers were making their first ever appearance two seasons ago, finishing 1-15. and The Patriots led 14-10 to at halftime, and neither team scored in the third quarter. But in the fourth, both teams exploded to combine for a record 37 points in the fourth quarter. Patriots took the lead for the final time as Adam Vinatieri's field goal sailed through with no time left in the clock. Final score, New England 32, Carolina 29. 
Moving up to number two on the list, 2008, New York Giants and the New England Patriots. Perhaps one of the biggest upsets in recent sports memory. The New York Giants coming in at 10-6 as a wild card, and the Patriots, who were looking to complete the only perfect season in the modern era, battled in Phoenix. Headed into the fourth, the Patriots led 7-3. The Giants, down 14-10, had the ball with two and a half minutes left. In perhaps the most memorable moment of the Super Bowl decade, David Tyree trapped the ball with his helmet for a 32-yard game. Eli Manning then put the Giants up for good with a pass to Flaxco Burris to win and ruin the Patriots for a fifth season. Final score, New York Giants 17, Patriots 14. And the number one game on the list, last year's Super Bowl, February 3rd, 2013, in New Orleans, Baltimore Ravens and the San Francisco 49ers. This game showed us a little bit of everything, and that is why it's number one on my list. From a pair of brothers on opposite sidelines as coaches, to a blowout, to a 30-minute power outage, and then a comeback, the Harbaugh Bowl is known by some featured a 10 to 6 or 10 and 6 Baltimore team and a 11-4 and 1 49ers team. The Ravens took off from the gates and led 28-6 when the blackout will that will always be remembered occurred. A 34-minute delay ruined momentum, and the 49ers came back with 10-5 and had the ball on the seven-yard line with just over two minutes. Baltimore's defense came through once again this season and stopped 49ers sundown to deliver the victory. Final score, Baltimore 34, or San Francisco 31. Wow, thank you so, so much. That was really, really interesting. And I know, I think I've mentioned it throughout the show today. <laughs> I'm not a huge football fan, but it is still really, really interesting hearing about all of these amazing Super Bowls that have taken place. Yeah, same with Caitlin. I'm not a big fan of football. And I've tried to get into the game, but I don't know. Something just doesn't click with me. But it's nice <laughs> hearing about all these like underdog stories and unpredictable wins or losses. It, it is. And I think that's why, I know you were talking about how it's such a captivating event. I think that's one of the big things is there's a group of teams that have always been good um, that people recognize as the bad teams or the bad guys. <laughs> and then there's the other teams who try to knock off those big teams, big teams which creates almost a David and Goliath, which I think draws a lot of attention. Yeah, and I know that I went to a couple football games at my school, and although they aren't as popular or big as the Super Bowl, it is really exciting being caught up with the whole rest of your school. And I know similar feelings are at the Super Bowl when you're all crowded around the TV on Sunday watching and cheering. So there's yes, a lot of different I totally agree. To watch the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, especially because I did cheerleading for two years in high school, my freshman oh, yeah. and sophomore year. So I feel like I should know a little bit about football, but I really don't. I just remember the head cheerleader saying, like, okay, they got a touchdown. Let's do this cheer. And so he just kind of went along with it. But I really should learn more about football because yeah. it is a really interesting sport. And obviously, a lot of people like it. So there must be something really fun about it. Yeah, I I mean, the game is just one reason to have fun with all the people around you. Hart, do you play football or attend any local games? Um, I've never played on a team. I've played with my friends. It's, it was a fun thing to do. Um, but I've never really played on a team. I'm not very big in size. Um, but I play other sports. Um, I follow pretty much every sport there is. And I think football is one of the more interesting sports just because it's, especially in high school and in college, it's such a, I guess it unifies the school and it's something that everybody can get behind. So. Yeah, and I know football, although I'm not a big Super Bowl 
like football fan, I love watching the Super Bowl because of all the halftime shows and the ads. And do you also like watching the other cool, quirky things that come with the game? Yeah, I I pay attention a lot to the commercials. Um, I think everybody does that watches it. Um, I know the halftime shows keep getting better every year. Yeah, um, definitely. How they do it, but um, <laughs> like last year they had, I believe it was last year they had the fan introduction almost. Um, I believe it was like Pepsi. They made all the, um, they made like the logo out of different pictures people had sent in. Um, so that was unique. And then this year with the cold weather football game, with it being outside, um, I know they discussed not having a halftime show, um, but that obviously it wasn't going to happen with Bruno Mars and then the Red Hot Chili Peppers. So it should be, or I guess it was pretty good. Yeah, definitely. And I think that it's really, really interesting because these halftime shows, and especially the commercials as well, but I think that the halftime shows are things that people remember for years and years later. I know that me and Young Ju, before the show, we were discussing about how Janet Jackson a couple years ago had a very <laughs> memorable wardrobe <laughs> malfunction. Um, and I think that it's really interesting to think about and talk about the ramifications of that. Yeah, it. I mean, it's a very large event. Um, if something goes wrong, then everybody knows about it within the next several minutes. Um, like last year, you had the blackout in the Super Bowl game, which was almost as popular as the football game, if not more popular. Um, so I think it those, I, I believe it's the side things that come with the Super Bowl game that, I guess, make it what it is in American culture. And do you have any yeah. favorite memories of any Super Bowls? Um, I definitely enjoyed the 2009 one. Um, the Steelers are my football team. They have been on my life. Um, the 2009 one where they played the Cardinals, that was pretty memorable. Um, my family came over, um, a couple of my friends, we all watched it. Um, and then I believe 2005, the Steelers played the Seahawks, and that was the last Super Bowl that I remember, um, just because I was eight years old at the time. Um, but I was still as much into football then as I was, as, as I am now. So I think it, it's something I've enjoyed my entire life, and I think it's not anything else. Stop enjoying anytime soon. Thanks, Hart, for so much football knowledge and sharing your favorite memories. Yep, thank you. You're listening to Express Yourself Teen Radio, and I'm Young Juwan. During the break, visit expressyourselfteenradio.com to see us, to see our photos, descriptions, links, and more. Also, be sure to check us out on Tumblr at btsyaradio.tumblr.com. We'll be right back with Alex Lee, who has a hashtag segment on the Super Bowl. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. What's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America show or host? For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. 
looking for an on-air community where teens talk and the world listens? Tune in to Express Yourself, an entertaining adolescent fusion radio program where passion and possibility populate the airwaves. Our vivacious teen hosts and star-studded field reporters from around the country offer stimulating segments and invigorating viewpoints connecting with the world campus of young people. We'll talk with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with experience. Tuesdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Kids. Express yourself. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. I'm Young Juwan. So we know that the Super Bowl is the decision maker in which the teams from the American Football Conference and the National Football Conference become the champions of the National Football League. I'm Caitlin Darrow, and the 2014 Super Bowl 48 was the first Super Bowl played outdoors in a cold weather environment, the first in 38 years to be played on artificial turf, and the first in which two states, New York and New Jersey, which I mentioned earlier, worked together to host this event. Our hashtag reporter, Alex Lee, is going to look, give us a look at past Super Bowls and some of the crazy things that have happened. Hi, Alex! Hey, everybody. It's Alex, your social networking reporter. Today, I'm not going to talk about a specific Super Bowl story, but more of a story about the Super Bowl. Today on Hashtag, we'll be talking about a hashtag necessary for my favorite Super Bowl of all, the 2013 Super Bowl XLVII. The Super Bowl has come and gone, but not without dramatic flair in 2013. Between the electrical outage, the 49ers near comeback, and the mystical alien reach angel entity that is Beyonce, Super Bowl XLVII offered plenty of entertainment and apparently kept us talking and typing. When the lights went out in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome, the party really started. However, the party intensified when social media put its own spin on the event. According to Twitter, chatter about the power outage totaling to 24.1 million tweets over the course of the night. Here are some of the fun social media facts about the 2013 Super Bowl. The power outage uh, ranked in first at 231,500 tweets per minute. The second is the 108-yard kickoff return by Ravens' Jacoby Jones at 185,000 tweets per minute. The Ravens' winning moment ranked in at 183,000 tweets per minute, and Gore's 49ers touchdown ranked in at 131,000. Beyonce's halftime show was a highlight, topping 5.5 million tweets, passing the number of tweets during the whole game in 2012. Even the first lady whose Twitter account is at Flotis, tweeted about her performance saying that it was phenomenal and that she was so proud of her. Many famous companies and brands made hilarious tweets regarding the blackout. 
My favorite one is by Oreo Cookies saying, power out, no problem. You can still dunk in the dark. That was really interesting, and I didn't know people can tweet that fast. Really amazing. Yeah, I, when I first saw the, saw the information, I was just, like, amazed at how fast, <laughs> like, how many people use Twitter around the world and are tweeting about this one specific event. At such yeah, a, especially, like, so like, many tweets. Yeah. Um, Kai and I are part of a speech and debate <clears throat> league, and it's called the National Forensic League, so we like to make football. NFL, but anyways, what was your favorite Super Bowl and why? Um, it definitely had to be the uh, the one last year, uh, 2013 Super Bowl, because um, my home team played uh, the 49ers, and um, yeah, it was just a really funny game because of the, the power outage, and I really liked Beyonce's uh, halftime show. Mm-hmm. It was just yeah. really mind-blowing. I love watching the advertisements. Even if I'm not really into football, I definitely look forward to the ads and definitely the halftime show. Yes, definitely. Same here. And I really don't know much at all about football, but I do enjoy watching it just for those fun little performances and, of course, the amazing commercials. So I wanted to know, what is your favorite NFL team? Even though I don't know much about football, I would still love to hear about what your favorite team is and why. Well, I mean, everybody has to say that their home team is their favorite, but um, <laughs> I kind of have two favorite teams that I like. Um, obviously, my home team, the San Francisco 49ers, but I kind of have to give credit to the Seattle Seahawks, which were <laughs> the rival in this uh, in this uh, road to the Super Bowl and just this like playoffs uh, season. But, yeah, they're just a great team. They have really good teamwork and uh, chemistry with each other, and it's just amazing how they play. And so... What do you think of Bruno Mars performing at this year's Super Bowl? Um, I don't know. I kind of I didn't watch all of it. I only watched segments of it. Um, but yeah, I, he was pretty good. I really liked his singing. Um, yeah, it was like I just really liked um, like how it all played out and how like organized it was. Of course, and I mean Bruno Mars is just amazing in general. I have all of his songs on my iPod, so it was really exciting <laughs> to be able to see that he was going to be performing. So, if you had to choose between Beyonce, who performed at last year's Super Bowl, or Bruno Mars, who just performed, who would you choose? Um, to be honest, I would probably choose Beyonce. <laughs> um, not only because she's really amazing and just really pretty, but um. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a fan of Bruno Mars. Hmm. Okay, like Caitlin, I just love Bruno Mars and Beyonce, <laughs> so it's really hard for me to pick one. But it is I, hard to choose. Yeah, I think that Beyonce is very iconic, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I don't know if I could even choose. Yeah, they're both so talented, and I feel like both deserve to have that halftime show. Yes. So, what was your f- favorite commercial from last year, Alex? Do you remember one specific one? Um... I don't remember a lot. I do remember that um, last year Gangnam Style was really popular, and Sai made a commercial with the pita- pista- with the. Yeah, pistachio. yeah, I remember, oh, I remember yeah, that. that. Was, yeah, that was pretty funny. Um, yeah, and <laughs> I think I think the um, the one M and M's commercial was pretty funny also. Yeah, I remember a few years ago Audi made a commercial about their environmentally friendly hybrid car and it was called the green police and i still remember that one from few years back yeah that actually sounds really familiar 
It's yeah, interesting I, I, how these commercials actually, we remember it years and years yeah. later. They do cost that much in only, like, 30 seconds. So, do you watch the Super Bowl for the game, the halftime show, or the commercials? I've already admitted that I really only watch it for the halftime show and or the commercials. So, what do you watch it for? Well, I mean, being a football fan, I really like everything, in a way. But at the same time, it's um, it's more of the commercials and uh, (laughs) the halftime show that just really surprises me. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people, including myself, watch it for the other things besides football, and that's one reason how it became so iconic. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I feel like without the halftime show and without the amazing commercials, I think that it would obviously still have very, very big viewership, but I think that it would have a lot less, because then me and people like Young Ju, we wouldn't really be watching it. Yeah. And I feel like when you go back to school on that Monday and people are like, oh, it's not about the game, really. But it's about, oh, did you watch that commercial? Or, oh, what did you think about halftime show? Oh, yes. really? Just, yeah, at my school, like, all the guys, like, in my, like, group of friends, all the guys <laughs> are just talking about the game. And all the girls are talking about that one yeah. M&M's commercial, that one Coca-Cola commercial. Maybe it's just a gender <laughs> thing. Yeah, because I know me and my friends at lunch, we always pull up all of the funny commercials yeah. and show each other our favorites. Yeah. So, convenience of having an iPhone, but um, that's what we've been doing. Yeah, smartphones are definitely another way to engage in the game. Alex, since you are the social networking reporter, do you think that Twitter has been able to make the Super Bowl more popular? Well, i got to give credit to uh, Twitter because... I believe they were the first ones to come up with the whole hashtag thing, making yeah. it easy to see how, like, what everybody's commenting on a specific subject. But, I mean, Facebook is being used more often, I think. And, yeah, I think Facebook and, like, Twitter and, I guess, Tumblr and Instagram, um, all, i got to give credit to them because they just make everything a lot more fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that social media kind of adds that big hype to it, too, because you see all your friends and everybody tweeting about it, and so I think that you want to see what's going on and you want to follow it as well. Or at least I know that's what I do. And I'll see pictures and GIFs from what happened during the game. And then I'll go and look up the clip. So I think that social media has had a really big impact. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's easier to find people with different interests as you or the same. And just track <laughs> what's happening through Twitter. And now it's time for a break. Thanks so much, Alex, for telling us about the really cool things that have happened, including that power outage and all the things we should look forward to in the Super Bowls to come. Yeah, thanks for having me on here. Yeah. And when we come back from break, we'll look into the economics of the Super Bowl. Money does talk. I'm Young Juwan, and you are listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Caitlin Darrow. Visit our radio site at expressyourselfteenradio.com. Stay with us. We'll be back faster than you can throw. Looking for a show about your favorite movies, stars, and DVD releases? 
Get ready for Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Your hosts, all eight of them, have been selected by Kids First as film critics through a national competition. Each week, they will preview new movies before you see them, walk the red carpet with the stars, and will review the latest DVDs. Our hosts range from ages 7 to 14 to give you a wider kids' perspective. Kids First Coming Attractions is heard every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Kids. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You're a responsible person, and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet. But are you doing enough? We've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green. Mario Jr. is the host of Alive and Green. The show is all about green tips, staying environmentally friendly, and having fun while doing something great for our Mother Earth. You'll want to check out the show Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. If we all do our part now, it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. What does it mean to be a supergirl? It's all about acceptance, respect, healthy relationships, and how to deal with peer pressure. It's all about real-life issues that girls face every day. Join your hosts as they talk about hobbies, friendships, dealing with bullies, and living life as a supergirl. Be sure to tune in every week for Supergirl Guide, the radio show, every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Kids channel. With some support and knowing that you're not alone, it makes all the difference in the world. much going on in the tech field the tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid in this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day you need to be informed we'll bring you previews of new products technology news and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new mp3 player cell phone or mobile device don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the tech team tuesdays at 5 p.m pacific 8 p.m eastern on voice america kids You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. here on Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. I'm Young Juan, and today on Express Yourself is Super Bowl Wrap-Up. I'm Caitlin Darrow, and even if you're not a sports lover, most of us have seen or heard of the crazy commercials aired during the Super Bowl. This year's advertiser paid $4 million or more per 30-second spot. And that is just such a crazy, absurd number to me that I'm still trying to wrap my head around. Our economic reporter, Alex Palaikis, 
takes us behind the scenes to talk about the money surrounding this game of games. Hi, Alex. Hello, this is Alex Palakos, and this is Economics Tune-Up. Today's topic deals with the economic impact of the Super Bowl, and believe me, there is a big economic impact. There is no doubt that the Super Bowl is an exciting and highly popular sporting event. It is the second most watched sporting event in the world. In the United States alone, it is estimated that over 100 million people watch this annual event. You can imagine, with that kind of popularity, that the Super Bowl is not just about football. It is also about money, and lots of it. The economics of the Super Bowl are pretty amazing, as well as interesting. Let's look at some of the facts. For starters, the Super Bowl brings in a lot of money to the city hosting the game. Last year, Super Bowl 48 was held in New Orleans, and it is estimated that over $400 million was added to their economy due to the Super Bowl, which includes money spent on hotel rooms, restaurants, stores, and so on. Over 5,000 full- and part-time jobs were created in the New Orleans area due to the Super Bowl. But it is not just the host city that makes a lot of money from the Super Bowl. For example... The television network that broadcasts the Super Bowl will take in about $250 million of advertising revenue. This isn't, surpri- this isn't that surprising, considering it will cost advertisers about $4 million to show a 30-second commercial during the Super Bowl game. Super Bowl, Super Bowl commercials have become a big part of the entertainment that surrounds the event. There is also big money being spent on food. The Super Bowl is the second largest food-eating day of the year in America. It's estimated that Americans spent more than $1 billion on food for last year's big game, including $184 million on potato chips, $40 million on pretzels, and and Americans ate over 1.25 billion chicken wings and more than 15,000 tons of chips. An amazing $237 million will be spent on soft drinks. And for the avocado industry, the Super Bowl is a bonanza. Americans consume a mind-boggling 79 million pounds of avocados during the championship game. That's about 158 million avocados. Oh, and by the way, Super Bowl Sunday is the biggest pizza day of the year. About 4.5 million pizzas... (coughs) will be ordered from Pizza Hut, Domino's, and Papa John's. So, as you see, the Super Bowl game is not just a football game. It's more like an economic tidal wave. Oh my goodness, that is amazing. Seriously, hearing all of those crazy, crazy numbers, especially I think that the most shocking to me was about the avocados because I didn't realize that that was a big football family eating food during this season. Really, really interesting. Uh, But another aspect of the economy, do people like to bet money on the Super Bowl? Yes, that's a really good question. In fact, nearly $100 million will be bet in Las Vegas alone. You also don't need to know a thing about football to get in on the betting action. You can gamble on the national anthem, the halftime show, and even the coin flip. 
so you describe so much different types of food and all the money that goes to pizza and avocados. But if Super Bowl isn't the is only the second largest food eating day in America, what is number one? Well, the first place in the food eating category goes to Thanksgiving. And Alex, how much money do the performers of the halftime show make? It must be a lot. That's a great question, too. The answer is really surprising, though. Despite being the most watched musical event of the year, the NFL's policy is not to pay performers anything. Yeah, I remember reading an article about that because they were saying, like, is it fair for performers not to make any money? But the publicity publicity that the performers make get from being on the Super Bowl is just so much, so they don't need to be paid. But on another note, are Super Bowl tickets expensive? In a word, yes. The tickets are very expensive. The average ticket price is over $1,000 if you are even lucky enough to get one. If you check out StubHub, be prepared to pay $3,000 or more. Better seats can cost you upwards of fifteen grand each. It's a lot cheaper to watch it from the comfort of your home. <sighs> that is really, really fascinating. And I think just overall hearing about all of these numbers and how much everything is, it's really, really shocking because I never realized how much money goes into this big, big televised game. Yeah, I didn't know tickets were that expensive. Yeah, because I'm actually from New Jersey, and so the Super Bowl took place in my state. And I know people were talking about how they wanted to go um, a couple days ago, but unfortunately could not get tickets because it was just very outrageous prices. I was not expecting thousands and thousands of dollars, though. Alex, have you ever gone to the Super Bowl, or would you want to go? Um, I have not, and... For the price, I don't think I'd be that interested. (laughs) It's actually surprisingly uh, on my bucket list. And I didn't go this year, even though it was in New Jersey because of how expensive it is. But I just feel like it's one of those things where it's such an iconic event. I think that even if you're a football fan or not, it would really just be amazing to be there. Yeah, I'm not a football fan, but just being in the crowd cheering for your team just sounds so exciting. Yeah, I don't think it matters who you are. It's such a big event that yeah. it would be pretty fun to do. Are there companies or radio stations who give away tickets? Because I think I've heard of that before. Um, yeah, they have some. I know there's one that's doing it um, at a reduced price, and they're making sure you can't re- people don't resell it. That's good. Yeah, whenever I go in anywhere, like, at the entrance, there's always people selling tickets that they can't use or don't want. Yeah, I think that you have to be very careful about that because I know this past year when it was in New Jersey, some of my friends had driven up just to be outside of the event and to celebrate and whatnot. And there were a lot of people selling tickets, but they weren't actually very legit ones. They were fake ones or not actually able to be used or old tickets and whatnot so there are a lot of scammers out there and I think that before you buy a ticket you need to make sure that it's real it's not fake because if you're gonna put out that money it's really a shame if you end up buying a fake one 
Yeah, definitely. Since they're so expensive and they're probably going to be really expensive even if you keep even if you buy a fake ticket from some source. Yeah, I would really just say to make sure that you're buying it from a real source, maybe one of these official ticket websites and not to buy it outside of the event. It really that goes for any event. Uh it happened to a friend before. She was going to a concert. Uh, here in Philadelphia at the Wachovia Center. And I remember she was so upset because she went out and her and her friends were just expecting to buy tickets that were outside for much cheaper. And they did buy tickets that were much cheaper, but they weren't actually valid and they weren't able to get into the event. So they were very devastated. And it's really really just, yeah, a lesson learned, really. I suppose that's part of the risk you take when dealing with scalpers. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. So just to any of our listeners out there, be careful and try to make sure that your tickets are real and have fun spending all this money for the Super Bowl. (laughs) Well, thanks, Alex, for sharing the economics of the Super Bowl. I'm Young Juon. I'm Caitlin Darrow. Visit us at expressyourselfteenradio.com. And check us out on Tumblr at btsyaradio.tumblr.com. To learn more need-to-know economic facts, make sure you tune in again to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network, and visit Express Yourself at www.btsya.com. I'm Alex Palakos, and this is your Economic Tune-Up. old, it seems as if nobody understands what you go through. You're not quite a teenager yet, but you're definitely not a little kid anymore. Tune in to Life at 12 for the answers and support you need to get through this time in your life. Your hosts have some amazing life experiences, and because of this, they have the know-how to get you through 12 and on to 13 and beyond. It's a tough point in your life right now. Get the advice you need on Life at 12, Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Kids channel. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Tune in every Monday for Purple Songs Can Fly. Our program serves as a musical outlet for children being treated at the Texas Children's Cancer and Hematology Centers. These songs are flown all over the world and even into space. Hundreds of songs have been written and recorded and have been part of shuttle missions, airline in-flight playlists, toured with the Rolling Stones, gone undersea and to the top of Mount Everest. Join our hosts for some great music on Purple Songs Can Fly, Mondays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, on Voice America Kids. We didn't invent Kid Talk, we perfected it, and at a very young age. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Hey, thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. 
I'm Young Juwan, and we're on the football field. Not any field, but the Super Bowl. I'm Caitlin Darrow, and not everyone is a football fan. So what do we do if we are football widows? Our Book It reporter, Courtney Chang, shares her ideas, and I'm so excited for this fun segment. Hi, Courtney. Hey, everyone. Courtney Chang here with another segment of Book It. So my usual topics don't quite line up with the Super Bowl, probably because I don't actually watch the Super Bowl. Confession time, I have never watched the Super Bowl before. (laughs) The chances of me watching it are slim to none. So here's your chance to be surprised and gasp at me. But anyway, even though I've never actually participated in this American tradition, I've never felt that I was missing out on anything. In high school, I was always in youth orchestra on the Sunday the Super Bowl was on. And now in college, well... First off, I don't usually have cable or television access at college. And secondly, there always seems to be homework to be done instead. So it never seemed a huge deal to me that I didn't watch the Super Bowl. For those people who are in the same boat as me and don't watch the Super Bowl but are getting teased by your friends, don't worry about it. This teasing phase will come to pass, trust me. In the meantime, there are a lot of other things you can do on Super Bowl Sunday. You can read a book, hang out with the other friends who aren't watching the Super Bowl, play music, etc. These are all things that I've done instead of watching it. And trust me, there are more people than you think who also don't watch it. So you are not alone. Don't worry. <laughs> so, Courtney, why don't you watch the Super Bowl? Uh, my family just never followed many sports on TV, so I never got into the habit of it. In high school, I never really got into following sports teams and whatnot. Like, I was always part of the music program. So if anything, I'd always know more about our school's marching band than the actual football team. <laughs> Now, did people actually make fun of you for you not watching it? Oh, yeah. It happened. It, it it wasn't ever horrid, but it was more like, oh, my gosh, you don't watch the Super Bowl? Why not? Like, petty, trivial sort of questioning that just felt really annoying and <laughs> unnecessary. It's like, well, I have my interests and you have yours. Like, this is fine. We don't have to have the same interests. So it doesn't ever happen now, but... Because like, it just happens that most of my friends now don't actually watch it either. There's probably a reason why we're friends. So. <laughs> <laughs> and so you mentioned that you had youth orchestra. And I'm sure that some people in your orchestra do watch football. So what happened to them? Uh, yeah, there are definitely people who still watch it. And like our rehearsals are always on Sunday afternoons. And at this, for like on the schedule for our entire year, our directors will actually print that, yes, there is a rehearsal on the same day as the Super Bowl. Most people either didn't care or just kept up with their phones until they could get back to the TV. But I think there are at least like a like a small handful of people who did miss rehearsal to watch it. But at that like at most there's maybe only five people out of eighty, so it really didn't make that big of a difference. Now, even though you don't actually watch the Super Bowl game, do you ever go onto YouTube or an online streaming website and watch the halftime shows or the commercials afterwards? Not usually, unless I hear, like, there's a lot of people talking about it. So, like, if there's one commercial that everyone mentioned at one point in time, I will go look at it, just so I don't feel completely out of the loop. But that's about it. Yeah, do you enjoy watching the advertisements? Um, some. Because, like, I know a lot of commercials these days, they tend to go into, like, the... Kind of like this, what I call stupid humor. Not that I'm criticizing anyone (laughs) who writes the commercials, but it's just, like, there are commercials where, like, people break things and just, like, do really, like, dumb things. <laughs> and, like, I get that some people find it really amusing. But personally, to me, I'm like, well, that wasn't necessary to break. Why'd you go break that for? So, <laughs> I don't know. It's just a different appreciation of humor. 
Yes, yeah. definitely. You seem very logical. So yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I understand. But um, I think it's funny, though, because I, I do go through the same thing to a certain degree. I remember especially a couple years ago, because I live right outside of Philadelphia, and a couple of years ago, the Philadelphia Phillies won the World Series. I think that's oh, what yeah. baseball's like yeah. equivalent to Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, when they won... I remember the next day I went into school and everyone was talking about it and like wearing their Philly shirts. I don't even own, it's not that I don't like the Phillies. I mean, I'm sure they're great people, but I just, I'm not really interested in mm-hmm. baseball. And so I remember I was like, no, I mean, I, I ate dinner. I, I took a shower probably with like the <laughs> yeah. last hitting was going off. So I totally, totally relate to that. People were just very shocked. Like they, they, they weren't necessarily mean or bullied, but they were just very shocked that I didn't watch it. Yeah, I remember people would always be like, oh, did you hear what happened? Did you see that what happened? And I'd be like, no, I don't. Yeah, I think that's a phase that, like, everyone goes through. I've noticed that, like, I feel, like, being in college now and going back to visit, like, my high school friends and stuff, I feel like that's a phase that all, like, high schoolers go through for some reason. But they feel like everyone must do the same thing. And when they don't, it's not, like, ju- a judgmental response. It's more like, wait, why not? Why don't you? Everyone else does it. And then in college, everyone's like, well we're all going into, like, different fields of study. We all have our different interests. So you know what? We all do yeah. different things, and that's I've heard okay. That a lot about college, like, oh, yeah, I found this really cool group of people who all like the same things as me. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. And so what What else do you like to do now on Super Bowl Sunday that you're probably not in youth orchestra? Um, in place of watching it, uh, probably going shopping then because there's <laughs> no one in the stores. It's fantastic because I am not, I am not a huge crowd person, so if I can avoid being in a huge mass of people, I will definitely avoid it. So anytime anyone is not in this in stores, I will try to go then. Oh, that's actually a really good idea. Yeah. I'll have to keep that in mind for next year. <laughs> because, yeah, I wouldn't even think about that. I'm sure every single place that you go to is just completely empty. Yeah, and then probably the workers that are complaining because they can't watch the Super Bowl themselves. Yeah. (laughs) I always feel that way when I see people working on Christmas or other holidays. Although the Super Bowl isn't quite as big as Christmas, it's still (laughs) sad that they can't enjoy something that other people are enjoying. No, I do feel like there's a lot of, like, like, um... A lot of gatherings going on during Super Bowl Sunday. Like yeah, definitely. Families come together, neighbors come together. So I do get that they're disappointed because they do want to see like their loved ones, their friends. So I, I get it. But it's not a national holiday. so <laughs> I know. It's really just amazing, though, how many people do tune in and watch it, though. I think if you ask, at least I know at my high school, majority of people tuned in on this past year. Maybe it was because it was taking place in my state. Um, it was yeah. it was actually really weird to think that this is going on. I mean, just a couple miles away, not not that close. It uh-huh. was more North Jersey, but um, it was just it was really really cool to think about, though. Yeah, and do you do you like the music that goes on during the halftime shows, Courtney? Like Bruno Mars this year? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I I I always like listening to the music, but it's just I don't find the need to like have to listen to it at that moment. So yeah. I'd always, like, if it ever came up in, like, on my YouTube when I'm browsing up, I would definitely go listen to it and check it out. Yeah. Yeah, it's always really neat to watching these live performances because sometimes the singer, they 
throwing those little dance moves and just yeah. their <laughs> interactions with the crowd. I always love, love to watch the performances because when you're listening to their songs on an iPod, you don't always get to see that side. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. do you two watch the Super Bowl? I watch parts of it, mostly on YouTube for, like, uh-huh. advertisements and yeah. <laughs> the halftime show. I'm not quite really into the game. Mm-hmm. Yes, same exact situation with me. I, I tune in a little bit, but it's not like I'm absolutely dedicated to it where I have to watch the whole thing. Yeah. And so do, so, you, do you two get grief from your friends? I did a lot in elementary <laughs> school, surprisingly, <laughs> but now that I've also found a group of friends who aren't really into the Super Bowl, yeah. we, we don't really miss out. Okay, that's good. So, Courtney, I'm sure that you had some time to read during this past Super Bowl that just took place. Are you reading any great books right now? Um, I've read some interesting books. One of them was, because I've been trying to catch up on the classics, because I feel like as an English major, I should, like, read more of them, even <laughs> though I don't read in my classes. So I read Lolita. And oh, it was, was that good? It was beautifully written. The, <laughs> the content, I'm, it, it's really not what you would want to read for, like, your own personal pleasure reading. Well, thanks so much, Courtney. <laughs> We're going to the break. <laughs> But thank you for your ideas and all the fun things you had to share. So thanks, Courtney, for your ideas on what we can do if we don't want to be glued to the tube for games. The Olympics will be starting soon, and I bet more people, including myself, will be tuning in for the various sporting events. For all of you, make sure to stay tuned in to Express Yourself Teen Radio every Tuesday at noon Pacific for the latest on what's happening with youth. Thanks to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be The Star You Are, and Kid Star for producing this show. Thanks to our Voice America Kids crew, especially Perry Damone and Bruce Salstein. Thanks to our guests from across the world. And thanks to you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. Up next, a track from the Kid Star Album of the Month. I'm Caitlin Darrow. I'm Young Juwan, and you have been listening to Express Yourself an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. Until next week, remember, be grateful, be kind, and tune in to more sporting events. Speak up and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars that shine between the lines if you would let yourself go. My name is Lindsay Marie from Phoenix, Arizona and host of Bookworm. The Kids Store Album of the Month this month is Back in School, Neil Brewer and Friends. Let's listen to Dodgeball. Look out, Mary's got the ball. And her eyes are set on you. She's lean, she's mean, she's quick and tall. There's nothing you can do. One time she drew a beat on Fred back when he first moved in. She slung one straight upside his head Fred hasn't played since then We laughed when we first saw her throw
that wind up fling and twirl Now every single kid I know Tries throwing like that girl But none of us have matched her way Perhaps it's in the eyes We only know that when she plays We drop like swatted flies Dodgeball, dodgeball Mary gonna make us fall It ought to be against the law She should even play it all Dodgeball, dodgeball, Mary sure is beautiful But friend, I wouldn't tell her that Cause she'll wind up hard And you'll wind up flat Same thing happens every day Mary puts us in our place Though we try, we cannot get away From that Mona Lisa face Each day we wonder who it is She's gonna level first And when she's through with what she does We all line up for the nurse Dodgeball, dodgeball Mary's gonna make us fall It ought to be against the law She should even play it all Dodgeball, dodgeball Mary sure is beautiful But friend, I wouldn't tell her that Cause she'll wind up job I'll do, but I can bet I'm the one girl who's gonna run a wrecking crew, dodgeball, dodgeball, Mary's gonna make us fall, it ought to be against the law, she should even play it on, dodgeball, dodgeball, Mary sure is beautiful, but friend, I wouldn't tell her that, cause she'll wind up hard, she's gonna wind up hard, she's gonna wind The Kid Star Album of the Month is Back in School by Neil Brewer and Friends. All musical proceeds Neil Brewer and Friends received are donated to the Harvard Stem Cell Institute to put an end to a muscular dystrophy. For more information, go to the Kid Star website www.kidstar.org.